we begin our show today talking about the internet. And here's a quote from an article by our next guest. We have seen drastic changes in the media industry over the last two decades. Between 2008 and 2021, more than 450 news outlets closed across Canada, and at least one-third of journalism jobs disappeared. Now, the closing of the story is, polling shows a majority support greater government regulation on the internet. While it's good to be on the right side of public opinion, it's better to be on the right side of policy. All this contained in an article at theconversation.com entitled, Why Ottawa's Efforts to Get Google and Facebook to Pay for News Content misses the mark. The author of the piece is Rickard Gill, associate professor in the Smith School of Business at Queen's University in Kingston. Professor Gill joining us this morning from, of all places, Barcelona, Spain. Professor Gill, good morning and thank you for being with us today. Uh, good morning, Sterling, and thank you for having me over. Well, it's a pleasure, sir, and it's very interesting that you join us from Spain today because that's a country that you use an as an example in your uh, article at The Conversation talking about how some countries have dealt with digital platform giants, most notably Google and Facebook, who come in, they uh, link articles that they don't create but manage to earn ad revenue from uh, to the tune of about $10 billion as in the last notable year. And in Spain, they've attempted to deal with this in some way. But, Ricard, before we get to Spain, talk to us a little bit about the problem. What is, what is the problem in terms of how government might be able to solve it? Well, the main problem, as, as you started off your, uh, your intervention and your description of the article, is that news outlets are running out of money. Um, because they're running out of money, they, you know, they're either consolidating or they're disappearing. And at the same time, you have these big tech companies that they're doing, uh, uh, they're doing very well through their ad money. And some of that ad money is sort of linked to news, uh, to news content that is created by these news outlets. Some of that ad money comes from other products, other firms, other other industries mm -hmm. and so so clearly here the news outlets are saying well hold on a second somebody is having their honey on uh, on their pie uh, and i'm kind of mildly responsible for that pie i want to have a slice too right basically they're, so, they're, they're saying these people are piggybacking on our content and we're not getting paid much and they're basically scooping all of the money potentially available from that content and and to that to that extent, so that is potentially true, but with, there's plenty of evidence that things are that show that things are not that simple. Uh -huh. In that, every time that you know, there's every time that the internet shuts down, the uh, the 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 algorithm of Google or Facebook goes down, and and you know, like sometimes that happens. It, it does show that when that happens, basically these news outlets have less visits. To their uh, to their uh, to their websites and they lose ad revenue. So what I'm trying to say here is that the evidence shows that these big tech companies, if anything, they're net contributors. They're net contributors to the ad revenues of the news outlets. Interesting. Right? So so what this means is that the debate is is not as simple as it you know as it as the Canadian Parliament is sort of discussing it, and I think that they're going to reopen session now in September, mm -hmm. and they're going to go back at it. It's not true. It's not true that Google or Facebook are sort of stealing or appropriating money. 
in a sense, they are distributing content for free. And as a site, you know, obviously they, they, they attach some uh, ad uh, space to that distribution right. and they get paid on their end. So it, all I'm trying to say here, and, and that's, that's the goal of the article that we have on the, on the conversation, is that the debate cannot, cannot start through the false premise that these big tech companies are sort of stealing. Right. Because evidence shows that they're net contributors. Then we can actually start thinking about, okay, so is there a formula that is bad, that makes everybody better off? And, right? there, and there are countries like Australia and Spain, where you are currently this weekend, who have at least attempted, Ricard, to do some kind of accommodation for those domestic news outlets that they, they, who claim to be losing gobs of money to, the, to, to Googles and Facebook. So what have other countries done that Canada has yet to recognize that you would like to see us do too? So before the Spanish fiasco and before the Australian, I mean, they're not calling it a fiasco yet, but, uh, but wait for it. Um, France and Belgium went through some trouble as well with Google. And eventually what, uh, what Google did is they, they created funds with a pre-established uh, formula on how to actually share the money. Okay. And so what does that mean? It means that you know, when, when you're going to receive some amount of money, regardless of what you do, you're not going to change your behavior. And so this kind of formula is, uh, is slightly better than, for example, what Australia did. So obviously, and we know this, this is not, this is not I'm not making this up. Uh, obviously, Google is a profit maximizing company. Oh, yes. Right? Yes, that we know. Uh, and so guess what? Australia comes in and says, well, you're going to have to pay content on these guys, but you're not going to have to pay content from these other guys. So what happens is that Australia, uh, Google Australia is now linking more content that they don't have to pay for at the top of their search, uh, their search list. It, right? it, so, so we're going to see a distortion in behavior. Right. And I'm almost out of time, Ricardo, and I'm very yeah. curious. In a perfect world, given the fact that perhaps you were moderating the next debate, what outcome would be best for all parties as, as well as such a thing can be uh, achieved here in Canada? Well, in a sense, we have the technology to track down, uh, to track down uh, how, much ad, uh, how, much, how many ads are actually following a link. So potentially, one could really, really have a very, very, uh, a very, very flexible uh, payment scheme that allows you to sort of define. Okay, so once once I create some content, how many people actually uh, are coming from Google, and how is that affecting my revenues? And is that you know out of that you know how much of that is actually being appropriated by Google? And if there's a pre-agreement on what is fair. And the, and, and the outcome is fair, maybe we shouldn't do anything. Maybe we shouldn't intervene. Mm, interesting if stuff. The, if, the solution, if the solution is, you know, given a, prior, a, a rule that has been determined a priori unfair, maybe we should sit down and think about, and think about this. Because, again, Google needs people to, needs people to create content. Interesting right. stuff. Well, right. as, as the government of Canada reconvenes this fall and uh, this bill comes up for reconsideration and probably resubmission to Parliament, Ricard, I'd like to be able to give you a call and see your reaction to the second round of Bill C-18. Can we prearrange a conversation right here in front of lots of witnesses? 
Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's going to be very interesting, and I'll be gladly, I'll be. I'll be very glad to join you again. Excellent. Well, thank you. Enjoy your, your time in Spain, sir. And thank you ever so much for being with us here in Vancouver this morning. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Thierling. Thank you. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.